Exodus chapter 15. And so this is, like we said, this is a healing meeting. So that's our main intent, is to minister the healing power of God to eradicate sickness and disease from every person's body. Okay, And it even goes beyond a, a disease or something, even extends to injuries, and, and we see people healed of all kinds of things, and, and there's a reason for that. But let me just start off from the top and, and remind you, in case you don't know, and if you do know, don't, don't laugh, not everybody knows this, okay? And it seems simple for those who do, but sickness is bad, okay? Sickness and disease is bad all the time. And I'm not just speaking from our perspective. I am speaking from ours. Okay, hopefully we know that. But I'm also speaking from God's perspective on the authority of the Word. Okay, sickness and disease is always bad. There are no redeeming virtues in it. Okay, never. And I'm telling you this because if there's some contrary thinking, I do have some experience here. Okay, like some say, it's not my first rodeo. And I need you to think this way. Okay? I need you to be on the same path, the same mindset, so we can accomplish some things here tonight. All right? Here's what you need to understand about any condition in your body it is not your friend. Okay? If you get special attention because of it that you kind of like, you need to really set that aside now and say, I'm willing to give that up. Okay? Because for that, problem to go away you cannot be friends with it in any way you have to hate it you must despise it you must say I don't want this at all listen God is not using it in any way it is not a tool in God's hand to work something out in your life okay Uh, we could go and I could explain all this in great detail from the scripture we won't have time to get into all these things I'm making some strong statements here but you cannot view sickness and disease as well maybe God's using it to teach me something because if he's using it to teach you something who am I to think I'm going to get it off of you or anyone else in here because I'm not going to be able to do that Okay, if it's a work of God I can't fight against him Okay, but here's the deal nowhere in scripture do we find that all right, And I see for certain from the Word of God that sickness is an enemy to God's top creation. Okay, And that's you. That's me. Come on now. You are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus. God designed you something special and He thinks He did a good job. Now if there is something attacking you, there's no reason for you to hobble. There's no reason for you to leave this life early. There's no reason for you to require the assistance of others just to make it. Okay, that's a direct offense against God Himself. That is not only an attack against your life, you're His favorite. Come on now, say God doesn't play favorites. Yeah, well, we're all His favorites, all right? And, uh, and that's, a, that's a direct attack against God, and He doesn't like it. And I kind of think He's ticked off about it. He's not ticked off at you, not ticked off at me, but does not like for a moment disease or sickness, things that take out his best and his prize. Come on now. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think I've given this illustration before, but it'll bear repetition. Uh, you know, if you were an artist of some type, maybe, uh, maybe you made sculptures and uh, you worked really hard and you made something that was your masterpiece, it was the best thing you've ever produced, you would be quite upset if someone came along and just knocked it down. Someone came along and, you know, 
you had a beautiful painting and they went ahead and spray painted on it. That, that would make you pretty upset because why? You put your heart and soul into that. You put your effort, everything you are. And I want you to know God spared nothing for us but gave His only Son. Gave His life so that you could be His. He bought you. We sold Him out. <laughs> and He bought us back. He said, I'm going to give them another chance and take them back. And for anything to come against you, they're co- it's coming against God. Okay, and so God takes it personally, and so we just need to be established right from the get-go. Sickness is not my friend. Pain and physical problems are not for me. They are against me. It's not how I learn. I learn by teachers and by the Holy Spirit. Okay, I learn from the Word of God. I don't need this lesson. Amen. Someone said, can't you learn something from bad things? Well, you can, but it's just not God's method of getting things to you. That's what we need to understand. All right, And so if any time, uh, you know, I want you to get rid of thoughts that maybe it's not the Lord's timing for me to be healed. His time for this type of thing is always now. Okay, the reason I can say that is because Jesus already died on the cross. And the Bible tells us that He took our sicknesses and bore our pains. He took our disease upon Himself. And by His stripes we are healed. Okay? And because that is a past tense accomplished fact, we know that today God's work concerning healing is finished. So in no person's life does God withhold a healing for a later point. That would be the same as a person coming to Him, exactly the same. The same as a person coming to Him saying, I want to be saved and receive the forgiveness of my sins. I want to call and have the Lord come into my life and change me. And God say, it's not my time for you. My time, it's not time for you to be saved. And who knows, they may die in the meantime. But how many know that would be, that's just totally far out. And you don't find anyone who would say, oh no, no, anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. All right. And the same thing is true because it is all based upon the same fact. That Jesus took our sin and he took disease and sickness on the cross. That is the basis. Therefore, it is God's perfect and divine plan for all to have complete freedom from sickness and disease. Everything that would harm your body. God says, I don't like it. And I've made provision for you to be healed. Amen. Well, anyway, wasn't planning on introing that long. But understand this, we're going to go to Exodus 15 here in a moment. But the, from the beginning of the human race, there was no sickness and disease. It was never a part of God's plan. All right. As sin came into the human race, and as it progressed, it took root in the human DNA. And that is the reason why many people suffer problems today. Do you know that a whole lot of problems that people have in their physical body is not even a... Uh, direct result of them doing something wrong there are a lot of pe- things that people suffer and there wasn't because they sinned it man it is in the system here it's in the world system stuff gets into people's uh, genealogy and some people have greater weaknesses to certain diseases and and things and 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 that's why a lot of people are suffering it really doesn't have anything to do with you you were born into a, a bad situation but thank God Jesus came. But, it, you know, still we're here and there's sin in the world. There's, there are demon spirits that are trying to knock people out. And, and that's just the fact. 
Okay, but at the same time, let me throw this in as well. If what you have and what you suffer is a direct result of your failures, and you could, and if you were sitting there thinking, "Well, this one's all my fault. I was an idiot, and I did something, and that's why this happened to me, and that's why I've got this problem," I've got good news for you too. You know what? We've all blown it. <laughs> and Jesus didn't die for the perfect person. Jesus didn't die for the person who had everything right. He died for the person who had everything wrong. And if it's your fault, so what? The Lord has mercy on you and forgiveness. And His healing is not based upon you doing everything right. Amen. Now, Exodus 15 and verse 22. Exodus 15, 22. Says, So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. Then they went out into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Now when they came to Marah, they could not drink the waters for Marah, uh, the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore the name of it was called Marah. Without knowing any Hebrew, what does the word Marah mean? Bitter. bitter. There you go. Didn't even need a, a lexicon there, huh? <laughs> Verse 24. And the people complained against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? How many know that's not okay? Is it okay to be thirsty? Yeah, they were. That was the fact. Is it okay to complain about it? Never. Someone said, but it had been three days. What do you expect? I'll tell you what the Lord expects. He expects thanksgiving and gratitude. That's the path to more, not complaining about lack. And the, the people complained against Moses saying, what shall we drink? So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. When he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. And he made a statute and an ordinance for them. And there he tested them and said, If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I, uh, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am... The Lord who heals you. Who is he? The Lord who heals you. Okay. And so this is the portion of scripture where we get one of the revealed names of God. Okay. God always has wanted to show himself to mankind. He wants you and I to know him. All right. Now, obviously, he chooses not to visibly appear. Because he does like faith. But at the same time, he does want to be known in truth and in accuracy. A lot of people talk about God, but have no understanding of who he is and what he's about. But I want you to know for the person who will seek him, he will reveal himself. In fact, the word Jehovah, which is often used in the Old Testament, in fact, it's the word Lord. uh, The word Jehovah simply means the self-existent one who reveals himself. Who did God call himself? He said, I'm the one who reveals myself. I self-exist and I reveal myself. Now, how he revealed himself was, was interesting. It came about through many different circumstances where people were facing challenges. He showed up in the midst and there was a miraculous demonstration of some kind. And then he was called a certain thing. Here he was called the Lord who heals, or Jehovah Rapha. 
Okay? Uh, Rapha in the Hebrew. Uh, many of you have studied and, and learned some of the other redemptive names of God. Let me give you some of those, though we won't take to stop time to study them. Uh, he's called Jehovah Shammah, which means the Lord is present. He is here. Okay? He is called Jehovah Shalom, which means the Lord, our peace. See, this is, these are things God wants you to know about Himself. Okay? If you're in turmoil, He wants you to know, man, He is your peace. Peace is who He is. And He wants to come into your life and bring peace. That's why He revealed Himself as such. He could have easily kept that back. Do we think we know everything about Him? No. No. We know about Him what He wants us to know. And, he reveal, and what we've sought after. And He reveals Himself so that that part of Him can show up in our lives. Ooh, glory to God. Okay. He's also called Jehovah Reah, which is the Lord our shepherd. All right. He's called Jehovah Jireh, which is the Lord our provider. Right. He is also called Jehovah Nisi, which is the Lord our banner or the Lord our victory. Okay. He's a victorious God. Man, you've been run over in life. You've been defeated. He wants you to know he is a victorious God. He wants you to know that about you to know that about him because if he's in you and he's victory in you come on you're about to change courses here <laughs> enough of this nonsense of falling none, none of this baloney about failing miserable just going through life failing after failure after failure after failure fall on my face get up fall on my face he is jehovah your victory tonight and he wants to set you on a new course a course of success okay he's called jehovah sid canoe and some of you writing these down, you're going to get the spellings wrong unless you know them. Because that one starts with a T. <laughs> Jehovah Sidkenu, which is the Lord our righteousness. The Lord our righteousness. Amen. And he's also called Jehovah, what we started with, Jehovah Rapha. Is the Lord who heals you. He is the Lord who heals. Now, it's interesting if you, we just take a quick look uh, there are many people who've been taught about who God is in some of these names. And uh, you won't find, a, to my knowledge, a theologian out there that will tell you, well, the Lord is no longer the Lord our peace. That was for a different time. That was for a different era. You won't find someone who says, well, the Lord is no longer our provider. That, that was for a different time. He, they would say, oh no, he's still Jehovah Jireh. He's still our provider. And you could go down through the list and talk about victory and righteousness and all these things and about peace. And, and, and I think there would be almost unanimous agreement and say, yes, the Lord, he still is that to us today. He is still our peace today. But then you've got some who will come along and they'll bump into Jehovah Rapha and they'll say, well, and if you were to ask him, is the Lord still our healer today? Well, that's another story now. And they would separate that aspect of God and they'd acknowledge all the rest and say, well, when it comes to healing, well, I don't know if God does that today. Listen, that's who he is. Huh? And it's, it's been said before that you can't take the great I am and turn him into the great I was. Okay, and he is the healer today, and he is our peace and victory today. But I'm not going to relegate any aspect of the character and very nature of God and say, well, that doesn't apply to us today. That doesn't apply to who we are. Absolutely, it does. 
Okay? Because He's the Lord that doesn't change. He's the Lord that's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And He is still today Jehovah Rapha. And He'll be Jehovah Rapha to you today. And make a healing change in your body. You know, it was interesting what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 9 in, in, in disputing some of those who would come against Him. He said, it is, it is not those who are well that have need of a physician, but those who are sick. Do you notice that Jesus said those who are sick are in need of a physician? He was the great physician, right? And, and is. And uh, why would you say that unless you considered sickness to be something wrong? Otherwise, he would have said, uh, well, those who are sick, they just need patience. Hmm. Those who are sick, they just need a good friend. No, those who are sick need a physician. And in this talk, we're talking about nothing wrong with natural physicians, but we're contacting the supernatural physician today. And, and what do those who are in sickness need? They, need? they need changed. Okay? The body needs to be different. And this is God's attitude towards this. Oh, he is so excited tonight. I've got to tell you. Oh, he just loves to do this. And uh, it's interesting. If you go back, how did the Lord take care of the water? In this case, it's interesting how he got this name about the Lord who heals us. Uh, he healed the water, didn't he? And, and how did he do it? He, he, they found a, a tree, and he said, put the tree in the water. And then what was bitter became sweet. Now, how many know in the Old Testament, it is, it is filled with pictures or types and shadows or prophetic pictures of what was to come? What this is representative of here is the, t the tree is the cross. Okay, Jesus was hung on a tree, okay, crucified on a cross. And you take the cross and put it in something wrong, and it becomes right. And this, this works directly with bitter people. What's the best solution for a bitter person? Little tree. Hmm? Right? Take the cross. No, I, don't, I didn't say take the cross and hit them upside the head. <laughs> take one of those crosses people wear on their neck and... <laughs> poke them a little bit no it is the application of what Jesus did for them on the cross that takes a bitter person and makes them sweet come on have we had any bitter people anyone here used to be bitter and Jesus came in and changed your heart changed your life the addition of Jesus to your life makes all the difference but just like uh, the cross added to bitter water or a bitter person for that matter will change them and make them sweet you take the cross and add that to sickness and disease and he becomes the Lord your healer okay how many know he is that no matter what but he becomes that to you it's not a matter of who is the Lord it ultimately comes down to who do you know him as okay he is the healer but do you know him as the healer he is the one with almighty power, but do you know that power? And that's what we're getting acquainted with. I tell you what, and it's so good. He likes to show up and show off, and he likes to show up in your life and do some great things. God is not revealed to us as the one who makes sick, but as the one who heals. Now, whenever you talk about what someone is, we're talking about God being Jehovah Rapha. All right? When you talk about someone being something... Uh, when someone is something, it's kind of hard to act differently than that. Are you listening? It's like, you know, some of you would say, I'm a, and you would name a hobby, for example. Like someone likes to snow ski, 
okay? They say, I'm a skier. And, uh, uh, you know, it's kind of hard for you not to ski. I mean, the first chance you get. Man, if there's snow, you're there. <laughs> when, the, when the snow falls, you can't wait to get up there. Why? Because you're a skier. What do skiers do? They ski. Okay. What do healers do? They heal. In fact, you get a healer and a sick person in the room, what's likely to happen? <laughs> Healing is going to take place. You know how many know in the, in the ministry of Jesus, those who were in opposition to him knew that about him? They would try to set him up using it. He had a reputation, right? They knew, man, you get Jesus plus a sick person, it's going to equal a healing, right? That was his mode. That was who he was. And so, of course, you know, the religious people of the, of the day had issues with certain days of the week. Still true today, by the way. Uh, uh, but they had all kinds of problems with Jesus healing on the Sabbath day because they considered that work which was forbidden under the law, right? And so they would try to set him up, and they did set him up, and they'd get Jesus and a sick person on the Sabbath day in a room, and Jesus was very predictable. It's like, well, you got me. Here we go. You stretch out your hand. <laughs> and whammo, here comes, a, here comes a healing. And God is very predictable. When people say things like, well, you never know what God's going to do. Listen, that's a person who does not know him. I tell you what, the Pharisees knew Jesus more than that person knows God. God is very predictable because what he's going to do is what he said he was going to do. What he promised. He's going to operate out of who he is. And who he is, is a healer. Okay? When, when God is around sickness, he can, I think he can hardly help himself. He's just looking for that opportunity to heal. You know? You got cows that moo, dogs that bark, and you got the Lord who heals. Right? Why? But it's because of who they are. When someone is something, it's really natural. I mean, if you try to talk a cat out of meowing, how are you going to do that? You stop it. I don't know. Maybe dogs can be trained not to bark, but I tell you what, they're always wanting to. Because why? There's a bark in them. And if you can get them to quiet down, there's something rising up on the inside. Coming right up out of their belly. Rivers of bark. <laughs> and the first chance they get, whoo! And they like it. They like to bark. It feels good for them to bark because they're dogs. Okay. And the same thing, and I don't mean to be, uh, be disrespectful to the Lord comparing him to a dog, but, you know, he's not taking it personally. He created dogs. He likes dogs and likes the way they bark. And, uh, uh, but the Lord is a healer. And because of that, I really believe that he is just itching for somebody to believe him. That he is just excited. If someone would just say, Lord, use me and use me now. And let's get some people healed. He'll jump on that so fast. Uh, praise God. He'll just jump on that so quick because that's who he is. He's looking for an opportunity to bark. You know what I'm talking about? He wants to get out there and do what he is. That's just the way God is. Okay. Now, again, let me tell you this. That God is who he is whether or not we know about this. Or have faith in this. He is that. But that's why we teach first. That's why I say these things. We need to know him in reality. It's possible for a person to know God. As the forgiver of their sins. Uh, 
the answer of their prayers or the meter of their needs, but not know him as the healer. He still is the healer, but that aspect of him then becomes inoperative in their life. They're not a bad person, still love God, still going to the same heaven, and, and that's true. But if I want to experience the Lord, my healer, I need to know Jehovah Rapha. Okay, I need to know that part of him and that he delights in showing mercy. He delights in, 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 in spreading out healings, giving new body parts, straightening out crooked parts. Come on, restoring, regrowing things, at, you know, stripping away the yucky parts, the stuff that's been eaten up and, and, and worn out, whether it's through age or disease or accidents. He's really good at it. He's really good at, at, you know, I took a class in college called Anatomy and Physiology, and I, I really didn't like it. <laughs> didn't know I'd be in the healing business later. Maybe I should have paid attention more. I just thought, I'm not going to be a doctor. And, uh, and uh, that stuff, it was just, you know, I'd rather look at numbers than I would at that. But uh, uh, anyway, uh, I said all that to say, the Lord knows all that stuff. He knows it better than the, the smartest physician or doctor or scientist on the planet. He knows the very intricacies of how your body functions and what needs to be straightened out, what needs to be done. He knows all those names that we don't know, and he knows, knows them better, all right? And, uh, and so he knows your situation. He, it is so easy for God to get right on the inside with his scalpel, not mess anything else up. Just get right in there and deal with the root cause of things that are causing people problems and pain. Oh, yeah, he can get right in there. He's got an invisible hand. Goes right in there. Say, what about, I was born this way. Well, good. He knew how to, he created us. He knows how to get in there and put stuff back. Fix things that you, you were missing from birth. It's not difficult. Come on, this is easy. We're talking about God created the heavens and the earth and loves us. Glory to God. And so, uh, God is looking for an opportunity to exercise who He is as the healer. Just, just like the skier. How many know sometimes if someone's a real avid skier, there doesn't even need to be enough snow. You know, when the mountains just barely got a few spots, if they'll run a, a chairlift... Man, they are there. They're dodging dirt spots and, and jumping over rocks. And, and they'll, you know, they've, they've, a lot of people, they'll have a, like if they snowboard or something, they'll have an older board that they use for when the snow's not good, but they still can't help. They just got to get up there. I tell you what, God's the same way in this regard. I tell you what, if someone will just believe a little bit. You just exercise a little bit of faith. Say, I don't know if I can believe. Yes, you can. You're already here. That demonstrates some faith right there. You're already opening the door for God to stick his face in and say, Hi, here I am. I've been waiting for it to snow. And there's a little bit right there. Here we go. And he's about to jump in and do some healing in the house. We've already opened that door. Don't tell me you don't have any faith. You've already got faith to let him start moving in your life. And he's just, getting, he's just looking for a little bit to get started. And as soon as that door opens, bam-o. Okay? And so what, 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 is it, what is necessary? What's required for a person to receive healing from the Lord? Well, a person needs to have something wrong with them. Okay? That, that's easy to qualify for. I mean, I bet we could ask most people. They got something wrong. Well, you're already qualifying to experience Jehovah Rapha. 
Praise God. Already qualifying. And the next thing is just what I've been explaining. It's just faith. But that's easy. How many know faith is easy? That's simply, again, you're just opening the door and saying, I'm not going to reject this. I'm going to receive it. I'm not going to say the Lord is my sickness maker. I'm going to say the Lord is my healer. See, people complicate faith and make it seem like it's difficult and hard. It's really not. Jesus pointed to little kids and said, just do it like that. They're not complicated. And we don't have to be complicated here tonight either. I tell you what, faith is oftentimes just demonstrated by acting on the Word. Oh, yeah. So how do I need to have faith? Just come and receive just come. When we, when we lay hands on the sick, that's an act of faith. That manifests the power of God right there. Just by doing so. That's why, uh, that's why when we lay hands on, on, on some of you tonight, instantly, the very moment we do so, there will be a transfer. Just an instant transfer of God's healing power through the laying on of hands. It will go into people's bodies. It's, it's really that easy. It is really that simple. This is nothing for us to be so concerned about. There, um, like I said, there's a degree of faith already working in us. And if you were to study out uh, and look at some of the examples in the New Testament in Jesus' ministry, you'll, you'll not find people who had to work on themselves and really work on their faith for months and years and really make their confessions for years before they could get healed. But really, you find people, they, some of them were heathens from the word go. They didn't care about the Lord. They just... Happened to show up in a meeting. He was there and they heard about him. And people, sometimes people just heard one little message. You know, one, one little message. And they heard about how he was the healer. How there was an anointing. And that was enough. And that's all it takes. Again, it doesn't take a big rigmarole. You don't have to jump through a bunch of hoops to get healed. You don't have to repent 45 times. And, you know, and, 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 do, and pray for hours. And, and, and do all kinds of things before God will heal you. His healing for you is based upon what he did. Not upon what you did. And, and you know, and you don't have to be a perfect person. And have everything right in your life for, for God to heal you. So, so what about me? I've done a lot of things wrong. Well, fine. The Lord will heal you. He specializes in working with people who've done a lot of things wrong. Okay? Now listen, if it's a hindrance to your faith, you say, I've been bad. You can just ask the Lord to forgive you right there. I tell you, He will wash you and cleanse you. But, but it's only a hindrance really in your mind because God's healing, again, is not based on us do, being right. I, I could tell you stories of people that I've ministered to and I thought, it is amazing how easy it is for me to get them healed and I know how they live. And not good. But yet when they come to God, they're just open. They're just open. They're not coming up there trying to prove themselves, not trying to be good enough, not trying to act a certain way, just open to the Lord and God's healing power, just, just easy, without effort. And they're healed. It's like, wow, this is so God. And this is so not me, because I'd require him to do a few things. <laughs> If you'll do this for three weeks, then. <laughs> but we're, I'm, just the, I'm just one of God's many, many, like many of you are, just one of the delivery boys. And uh, just a vessel to, to let God flow through. And we'll just, leave, we'll just leave these things up to Him. And you know what He said? He said, whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be healed. Healed. That's what that word saved means. One of the definitions it means you'll be healed. We're just going to call upon Him. And that act alone will bring God on the scene. Because He, again, He's Jehovah Rapha. He likes to do it, and uh, He wants to do these things. So really, our faith is simply a choice we make, okay? We're deciding to receive instead of reject God's healing power. 
Amen. How many, how many choose tonight? Say, I'm going to be a receiver and not a rejecter. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to be a kind of person that's going to reject God's healing power and he, His healing flow. I'm going to be the person who receives this. Amen. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. I tell you what, He's happy already. I wouldn't be surprised if there's already some things changing in people's bodies. And, and when they do, and you can tell, and you can tell a difference, you can go ahead and lift your hand, and, and, and we'll have you testify about your healing, okay? It'll stir some other people up, because God is in the house. He's a healer and he's doing his work just because we're here we decided to show up to the healing meeting and guess what the healer showed up too <laughs> wouldn't it be a bummer <laughs> to have a healing meeting and the healer didn't come yikes talk about up the creek without a paddle and so God it was a healer you know if we could we could ask this question who was God to the ten lepers he was the healer. Who was God to blind Bartimaeus? Who was God to Peter's mother-in-law? He was the healer. Who was God to that man born blind? Well, he was the healer. Who was God to that woman with the, the flow of blood for 12 years? Well, he was the healer. And who is he to the person with cancer? Well, they can make him the healer. So simple. I, you can know him as your healer. Who, who, what about the person with, a, with scoliosis of the spine? Well, he can be the healer to you. Okay? Now, he can be your savior, and if that's all you want him, you'll go to heaven. Okay? But if you want him to be the healer, he wants to be the healer to you. Amen? Praise God. Well, let's get ready. Everybody ready? All right. I know some people come here tonight, and they're wanting a touch from God, and they're going to get it. Glory to God. He's in the house tonight. Amen. Amen. Praise God.